This is producer Michael Miracle. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. Be sure to check out our website at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com for all of our past shows and podcasts, plus Jim's blogs, reading recommendations, and tons of great I Work For Him resources. All available at iworkforhim.com. And now, today's broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. And when Luke and Dave are here, it's the fastest, funniest one hour in Christian talk radio. You say that about everyone. Sorry to interrupt. No, I, I don't. Let you me don't. just, can right. I, you might I just do. keep going. This, oh, yeah, please. this is the intro. <laughs> this is, you guys will speak quiet during the intro. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I, I work for him this afternoon. As you are listening to us live in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 and on FM 102.1 in the Lakeland area. So thankful that you tune in. And also online at letstalkfaith.com and iHeartRadio. But you're also listening to the podcast on so many different places. Thanks for tuning in. We just hope that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper into your faith and to connecting what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your 9 to 5. You know, helping others plan for retirement is one thing. Planning for your own retirement, that's another. You know what they say, the cobbler's kids have holes in their shoes. And the plumbers, as, you, as Luke just got done yeah, right? showing us a hole in his shoe. Good thing we're not on TV. That's right. This Well, we could do Facebook Live, uh, I, although I can't think and video at the same time. So the cobbler's kids, they have holes in their shoes. The plumber's pipes are leaky. The roofer's house, has got he's got leaks. Today we talk with Luke and Dave about a sensitive subject. You see that over 55% of marriages fail because of disagreements and stress over money. How is it spent? How is it saved? How is it allocated? How are Luke and Dave standing out on the top of those statistics, helping keep their own marriages strong as they work to help you and your spouse prepare for the reality of old age and retirement? Welcome back, Luke and Dave, your hometown Tampa Bay financial heroes. 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 Well, the sign says, be still. I, what, what does that mean? Be Should, still and know. I've actually that been studying that. Drink, it's been my devotion. Psalm 46. Drink, what drink, are you learning? Introduction. Just about, really, and I've, I've been just getting in quiet place and being still and not listening, not reading, not my phone on me. Just, you know, I, it's been really nice weather too the last few days. <laughs> oh my so God. That's Luke with the, the with the earbuds in his ear. Yeah, but no, doing, no devotions out, <laughs> doing devotions outside the last couple mornings has been fantastic. And, and early. So it's uh, like seven fifteen. You know, oh, there's yeah. no, there's nothing going on. No lawnmowers, no people driving by in their loud cars and, yeah, you know, just being peace. That is, be still. And you a know, breeze. Just listening. And there's been a breeze. But the second part, and no. So that no. goes with it, right? I, I mean, you got to listen. I'm you being still. You have, to, you have to listen to what God's telling you during those this times. What do you mean, Dave? Well, if we talk to God, oftentimes I, I, I do, but I don't listen to what he's talking to me about. And if I'm still and just listening and contemplating on him and his word, I learn so much. Yeah, I think that, and that's the disadvantage of where we live here in Tampa Bay. There's very few places to go where you could just be still where there's not action everywhere. Right. <laughs> now, Luke's still got two teenagers. They're not. One th- teen, one nine. Yeah, okay. But, but that, is, that's almost like two teenagers. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever fits your <laughs> Riley's like having how many? So she's like having two or three kids, right? Riley? Riley, sorry. No, no that, Dana. I mean, that. I did it. Uh, oh, no. Dana. No, no Riley. Riley's right, but she's Riley. Like, she'll be 16. She's, but she's, in she's quiet. She's not like having two teenagers around? No, she's, she's, she's super good mellow, kid, just man. like Dana? Yes. 
<laughs> what? That's a good answer. That was a great answer. <laughs> and Dave, you just had another grandbaby. Number yeah, eight. Yes. Number Unbelievable. eight. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Round of applause. Oh, yeah. Round of applause. Evelyn and Lindsay are doing well. Awesome. Praise the Lord. They're, they're both healthy and uh, just so much to be thankful for. So is that one here? That one is here. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I just saw her a little hour ago. Your kids are very proactive. Yes, being yes, yes. Eight. That's eight in like nine years, right? Yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> Proactive. <laughs> that is really awesome. Well, but I, but I like going back to the, you know, Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. It is so much easier to hear God when we shut up. Yes. So, Luke, when you've been do, being quiet without your phone, without your earbuds, what have you been hearing? No, just compassion, you know, having compassion for just reminding myself, you know, because I am praying for compassion on others. It's sometimes hard when, um, you know, then you kind of feel like you're a bust, uh, you're blessed abundantly, you know, and then seeing the world around you and, um, you know, just really having that compassion to to not be lazy when I'm, um, you know, maybe sharing with a friend that's in need or going the extra mile, taking that extra minute, looking up an extra scripture to share, you know, so really focused on compassion and, you know, and, and, and like this morning, I was reading something immediately. I didn't wait. I copied it and I texted the guy I've been praying with. And I just said, man, I just thought of you as soon as I, as soon as I read this. You know, and that's one of the reasons why I do keep my phone around during devotions. I don't check it. Yeah. But a lot of times while I'm doing my prayer time, yeah. the Lord prompts me yeah. to pray for somebody specifically, and I text them. Right. Hey, just want to let you know I'm yeah. praying. Yeah. And yesterday I texted a buddy of mine who works in D.C., and I said, man, I just realized the Lord has prompted me to pray for you three days in a row. What the heck's going on? Because mm. normally if I hear it three days in a row, mm. they need my prayer. Right. And I, and I, but it usually takes two or three times for me to realize, oh, hey, that was like, I got to reach out. to That was an SOS. That's good to know. That's good to hear because, you know, because there are times where you do run in and you're, this person's just on my mind and it never clicks to, to, you know, to take that extra minute. Never, ever has it failed when the Lord has prompted me to, when somebody's face comes to my head and it's not a random face, like it's not somebody I was thinking about and it happens time and time again, like you, if it happens twice in a row, I'm like, mm, okay. I, I got to call, reach out to that person. And right. We live such busy lives. Yeah. It's so easy when we're taking a little time like that, a little quiet time. Mm-hmm. It's so easy not to have that compassion and not to follow through on some good intentions. And maybe that's Satan's way of getting us not to do it. I, I think last time, last time we did a show, I was going to get a DVD and mail it to a friend of mine because that's probably what he needs. And you just remembered right now. I, I, I have the DVD, Hallelujah. but I still have it. Do you need to write that down? While uh, we're on no, there? no, I'm, it's going out this weekend. <laughs> Pam, if you're listening, please help Dave to remember this by the time he gets home tonight. I asked her to remind me too. Yeah, well, you got to put that posting note on your shirt. Yeah, right. Well, you know, it is good to be reminded that we need to be still. And so often as, you know, you guys are entrepreneurs, I'm an entrepreneur. As we get so busy, we get so caught up. Now you've got eight grandchildren, so now you're busier than ever. Six kids between your in-laws and your kids and, and eight grand. I mean, it's, that's a big family now. Luke, having kids and teenagers, and it's busy. Yeah. Be able to step back. And then, honestly, I don't know what was it like for you. September, hurricane month. Yeah. Like, yeah. How much of that month just did you blow? Did it just blow up? Seventeen days went by with with basically nothing going on. You were preparing the week before, then you were six days without, ten without days power. without internet. You know, so you went ten days without internet. Yeah, we I only, we ended only up went going f- to Panera. You only then, went five days here, but the five days without power kind of you know killed any food stuff yeah, you the, had. Yeah, we well the, after 
after 48 hours, we went home and we, we thought we got everything out of our refrigerator. There's little <laughs> individual packs of cheese, like the little one, tiny ones. They're yeah. like, you know, whatever, two by three inches. Somehow fell back behind one of the drawers. We got oh. home. We we're like, what? We, oh. we cl- we clean- <laughs> one, we cleaned it out. We wiped everything down. We were like, we're going to come back and it's going to be great. And I said, we should leave it open. And he's like, no, we're going to leave it closed. So when the power, I'm so, all right, fine. We just leave it, leave it closed. And anyway, it's finally actually gone. You don't smell it anymore. <laughs> when you walk so in the house. It, it took several weeks of, and it was gone and we cleaned it. It was anyway, but yes. Yeah. There were 17 days I counted because with, you know, with everything that I do, think people are putting stuff off and you it just was start It was back. Labor Day till the last week of September, basically. Yeah. All right. was, we fled to Michigan for a while, so that worked that's out That's a well. long drive. <laughs> no, that was a short flight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was He only smart. makes Pam take the train or the drive. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, he made right. Pam drive. He jumped on the plane. Yeah. Wow. All right. When we come back today, when we, well, we'll get started right now, but I mean, today we're really talking about, okay, how are you guys planning you know as i joked about at the beginning you know the plumber's plumbing is always the last to get fixed the the mechanic's car is the last to get fixed the roofer's the one's got a leak on his roof how are you guys making sure that what you're helping other people do you're getting done at home yourselves mm-hmm. because so often we get so busy helping other people we, we don't ever take time well because you got to schedule it on your calendar right. well, i got to work on my own portfolio today yeah uh, have you ever found a problem helping working on your own stuff, Dave? Yeah, I think I think that's probably a common problem. Another thing that enters into it, like you say, with the with the shoemaker's kids, he's working on shoes all day, so he doesn't want to come home and do his own, you know. So so that that enters into it. We we work all day in the finances, and it may be put on the back burner. Can't you just work on yours during the day? Your finances during? The, I mean, you're a client, aren't you? Not a big enough one. <laughs> <laughs> Not an important enough Not one, right? Yeah, one. So the fees I get from myself point. are lousy. And yeah. speaking of the cobbler thing, we do need to you know take up a small collection for Luke's shoes. He's got a hole in one of his shoes. As <laughs> I he don't comes have in a hole. Well, you were staring at your shoes. Well, yeah, just, you know, I'm just showing Dave. It's, the, we're getting the to younger the point people. To... The younger people today don't polish shoes. So you're, you're holding up the shoes so Dave would polish it for I you. I polish yeah, them. Right. <laughs> I just need the cognac color. It's not a tan or a brown. It's cognac. All right, Luke. So you have how when you look at your own financial plan? Mm-hmm. Well, do you have a well, question there? Or you just, just elaborate? Just well, yeah, you know, because you know, I was already kind of thinking about what you had said to Dave, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, well, goodness, yeah. I mean, the good news is that there's a, a lot of my clients. We all have – I have some similarities with each one of them. You know, so when I'm reviewing one of my clients' portfolios, I'll come across maybe a position that I have, and it just, or, or someone who might even ask me a question, hey, can you research this one? Can you, you know, do some due diligence on this company? And, and that, that actually, it helps me multitask, because at the same time I'm looking for them, I have a piece of that in mind, and it reminds me to do the thing. You know, as far as the, the, the unforeseen things, yes, I mean, we, you know, those aren't what you want to talk about. The only thing I need to work on better is, you know, with with Dana, probably have something written down, you know, say, like steps. Yeah, they just say, you guys just take care of this. I don't want to worry about the details. Is right. that how they both t- teach it? Pretty no, much. That, well, well, Dana, yes. Well, w- women like safety, right? That's usually their right. number one concern is security. Right, usually, they right, they, safety, they security, like security. So you do, their... have to, you do have to get a, your ducks in a row, an outline of what would happen if something happens to me. 
Pam knows where the insurance policies are and, and uh, everything that happens with the business after that point. So that's that's very important to, to the but wife. But do you spend time doing annual reviews with your wife to tell her about here's where things are? She doesn't. She's like a lot of my clients, like Luke was saying. Most of my clients don't care as far as, uh, yeah, I probably misunderstood. When, when you're talking a review with a client, you're talking individual holdings. She doesn't care about any of that. Right, so yeah, the but other she wants part, to know you're doing the other job and getting a decent rate of on stuff, right? Well, no, she, does, she doesn't. Well, she, no, as long as the lights are on and there's, <laughs> she uses the debit card, it's it's that's, there. That's hey, man, about it. that's security. And every five or six years, <laughs> yeah. she gets an upgrade to her ride. Yeah. As long yeah, as she right. knows there's <laughs> money point. in the bank that she can go out and and use, buy stuff for the grandkids. If something happens to me, the money will continue. She's happy. That's her security. Now, some women might like to be more involved in that, but. But my wife really doesn't care to know the rest of it. Uh, Is that the same with Dana? Yeah, it's about right. Um, when we first got married, she was she was very organized, spreadsheet and everything, boom, 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 and then, you know, and then I started taking her because she wasn't working all the time. She was kind of moving into that more mother, stay-at-home mom. So she wasn't mom. working when she was being a mom. No, you're getting your. I'm just trying to help you. Oh, trying to help you recover. No, she started working even harder. Not, being well, a mom. That, hey, listen, home, that's for sure. All I'm saying is, when we first got married, she had a job, right? And then as we were getting closer to having our first kid, she started working less. When outside, she had a, outside the home, we didn't have our kid yet. Well. She, Still work. So when, I'm sure she's still working. So when we had our child, then she came home to be a full-time mom at home. Okay. So once that came over, I started taking over all the bills and taking care of everything. And, um, yeah, I, you know, with me, for the last 17 or 15, 16 years, I've started at zero every month. You know, so how do you how do you plan for something like that? So for our relationship, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where if I don't say anything, things are good. But if I say, hey, you know. Don't make any large purchases over X amount of dollars this month. Let me see how things transpire. We, she, right there, boom, no problem, no questions, <laughs> oh, that's good. No, it's oh, zero. Good. We well, are like, yeah, it's right, right. well, I mean, we, we understand each other. And for fifteen years, Martha and I lived with one of those zero budgets. You never knew what the commissions were yeah, coming right. in, and so we just always, we always just took the middle line. It's like, okay, well, here's the highs, here's the lows, here's normally where it averages out. We always <laughs> yeah. just took the middle. Well, 2008 is still oh, yeah. in my 10-year window, <laughs> yeah. so and so is 2009 and a little bit of 2010. Those so. were some rough years. So, right, if I tried to get our family to live on that, it would it, we, uh, you know, I wouldn't be on your show today. I wouldn't, <laughs> you know, I, no, just kidding. But well, anyway, think, you I get think, it. I think we have to remember what a budget is. A, a budget is, is simply a tool, right? I mean, it's it's a way to get ourselves to spend less than what we take in yeah that's all a budget but it's your plan that's no it's budget. your plan too it's not just a tool it's a plan i mean if you don't if people don't plan their spending it, it will they'll spend more than what they make right well that's the budget that's what is I'm the saying. tool for yeah, the spending the, oh, oh, that's what right. i'm saying yeah. that's, we're saying that's, the same stuff okay yeah, yeah. Just right, semantics. So, but let's just go back to this you know personal stuff because in most in i mean 55 percent of all marriages and yeah. because yeah. of money issues. True. See, I see it in yeah. our own friends' lives. I see it. It's, yeah. it's and it's because of not sad. budgeting. Yeah. It's because not, of it's not spending communicating. More, spending more than right. what's coming in is the bottom line. So how have you guys worked through that in your married life? Dave, you've been married 40-plus years already. How have you and Pam worked through those? I mean, the early years were always the toughest. The early years were the toughest, and, and we can certainly testify to that. Pam came from a different background than I did. Her, her, uh, her father, in particular, did not, uh, he did not have a budget. He, he made a lot of money and 
they were never denied anything. So it was oh. a it was awakening when I and then I went into banking when we were first married. And bankers don't make a lot of money. At, well, you got money first. everywhere when you're a banker. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it doesn't stick. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> but it, anyway, so so those were some try those were some trying years, especially when it came to money. But uh, fortunately, you know that old word commitment is the bottom line for marriages. And even though you, you work through some of those issues and, and those times, hard times, uh, that they may be, uh, commitment is what gets you through them. I mean, that's... Well, and every married couple has to work through how to handle money together. Yes. Yeah. Every married couple does. Right. Yeah. And, and, but the unfortunate... Different degrees of it. Well, so, of course. Some but, of it comes naturally for people, and I'll share our you know, well, situation. Dave, you grew up fairly conservatively, didn't have a lot of money growing up? Yes, exactly. So, I mean, and that's almost, almost always what happens. You get one person was, uh, they weren't, they weren't a spendthrift and the other person grew up, they got everything they wanted and they had to figure out, well, how do we do it together? Exactly. On, it, you know, on back then when you guys got married, you know, a buck and a quarter was minimum wage. Maybe not even a buck and a quarter. I, I'm not sure they yeah. had minimum wage. <laughs> they might not. I don't, I mean, I minimum, don't think so. Minimum wage we got married was three and a quarter. So that was, you know, huge money compared to what it was when you were a kid. But when you look at just trying to learn how to handle money together, and that's not only learn how to handle money together, but be proactive when you're in your 20s to prepare for your 60s, 70s, and 80s. Exactly. Did you ever, guy? Did you guys ever get clients that are in their 20s going, I want to be prepared 40 years from now? Yes. And that's such a joy to work with. It is, it is a, it is a uh, rewarding experience for them and us to get them started on, on a program and put a goal in mind. I mean, a, a, a 25, 30-year-old should have a goal above a couple million by the time they retire because it's not going to be worth a couple million in those, those dollars. And it's so fun to watch them just contribute so much every month. And uh, watch that grow. It grows, man. It's, uh, what were you going to say? That? I was just saying, no, he's exactly right. There, I do have a few clients, and I really, I'm really hoping for this new one. And if she's listening today, you know who you are. I'm hoping that you, uh, you know, um, just done a really good job of getting a nice little nest egg. Out of, she, I think she's 22. Wow. Yeah. And, um, you know, but it's all in savings. Some of it's in cash and envelopes. So if you're listening at home, you know who you are. Um, I would love because, and, and we actually met, and she just has a, a great opportunity to do something amazing because she started off a very small amount today, but... You know, it, it could will, double it, the way it went, over a long period of time. Every five, six years, it could if we yeah. have the in the right vehicle. So, um, you know, she's got a lot of opportunity to take on a, a, a nice amount of risk today. And then, as you get older and the, the account grows, we might back off some of the risk. So, but it is exciting. There's a you know there, there are there's another gentleman that I'm pretty sure he's um, he's going to start with me. Young guy too. You know, has a nice little savings account. Just a smart, you know, it's amazing. I wasn't even near any of that. I was spending everything at his age, probably because I didn't have anything much growing up. Dana and I both did. That's That might help us because we both came with nothing, you know, right. basically. Um, you know, so I think money for each of us when we got it, one of the easiest things for me to do that I know a lot of people struggle with is having uh, having our joint counts. We don't have individual accounts. I don't have an account. It's it's all we have is one. We have a few sub accounts, but they're titled to both of us. 
You know, I, well, that, that is a big thing. I'll tell you. Individual counts when is you a are danger. It is danger. If you want to, if you go, if you look at 55% of divorces are from money issues, that number probably doubles when you're dealing with two different people so that have two different accounts. 110% of marriages? Well, the, no, it's, no, it's 55% doubling. That's so 50% of that, I guess. That okay. was what I meant. Good job. So, yeah. 27.5%. Yeah. Half of that, yeah, are probably so anyway, people that have separate accounts. That, yeah, 80. Well, and yeah. that's why right after the break, we're going to give away a copy of Dave Ramsey's The Total Money Makeover. And I would bet those two young people that are already saving have big savings accounts. They probably went through Dave Ramsey's program Maybe. because Financial Peace teaches that. That we need to have those savings accounts. We need to have an emergency fund. We need to be ready. Because if you don't plan, then you end up relying on your credit card instead of the Lord to provide. All right, we're talking with Luke and Dave, getting real with them today, talking about their own personal finances, how they're handling things so that you know that they're capable of handling your own stuff. So let's just take this back a step or two. Dave, growing up, how much did your dad and mom teach you about how to handle money properly? They probably taught me more by their actions than anything else. And and my Mother did not work outside the home. Of course, back in the 60s, hardly any mothers did. That wasn't that isn't what you did. But my dad was a, a barber, did not ever make a lot of money. But they sent five kids through Christian school, which was a complete sacrifice for them. But um, if I wanted things, I had to go outside the home and work for them. So, so what they taught me about money was more about work than budgeting or how to spend it or how not to spend it. They figured you had to make it first. That that that's basically what I learned from them. Hmm. Luke, what about you? Yeah, similar. I we know, I don't remember ever like sitting down, you know, and having a. This is how you budget. Um, other than, you know, you you want more coming in than going out. That was probably the number one rule. And then secondly, I, I echo what you said. When I needed money, um, I, I had two brothers, and my mom. It was at most of my growing up, she was the only one working because right. my dad couldn't keep a steady job. So I would go cut grass and, and wash cars and do whatever I could during the summer months or even on weekends just to have that, just to have some extra money. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a different appreciation. But, you know, the, the example, the, the, the model was we struggled for a, a large amount of time growing up, probably my middle school through high school, you know, so a good four, five, six years where, you know, my mom was sometimes working two jobs and not having, you know, she always did a great job. So, um, you know, kudos. I have a great mom. Great dad, too. You know, just they're different. But uh, I just learned just watching them, you know, and it wasn't perfect. But I, I it's I think that that was a great lear- uh, lesson for me because I've never I, we've never really gotten to the point where it's it's been so stressful that we couldn't make something work nowadays. Right. And I you think know, that's we a, got through it. And I think that's a good lesson for us, for our kids, first of all, by example. I mean, that's that's how they learn. But we could verbalize more to our children than what what they used to i mean that's that's the way it was back in the day <laughs> uh, parents didn't verbalize that much you did you did what you're supposed to do and that was it kids were to be seen there was and no, not heard yeah there was no kudos like great job that was what was expected of you uh so when you had to slop out the uh, the, the the barn, you didn't get we kudos did, for that. We, no, we you you laugh, but yeah, we had a chicken coop for a while, and and that's you know had to take care of those things. And <laughs> <laughs> did you have an outhouse or indoor plumbing? Okay, so oh, oh. No, don't even don't even bring it up. My <laughs> grand my grandfather, we didn't, but my grandfather actually had a pump a pump well. We'd go into his kitchen. And the old 
pump water out of that out of that thing instead of turning on the faucet. He had that. I mean, yeah. that was 1950s, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all right. I don't, I don't have a problem. That'd be easier day. Then it wouldn't break. All right. So, Luke, your kids are the youngest here amongst all of us. How are you helping you know, Giovanni and Riley to be prepared for the financial issues that are ahead of them? Yes. You know, it is interesting. Um, Riley has a natural sense. She's a natural saver. You know, Giovanni's the opposite. Man, this guy, as soon as he sees it, I want it. I got $24.50. Look, it's still, you know, and it's like I said, Giovanni, let's just wait a minute. It's a sweatshirt. You know, you don't need this sweatshirt. Why don't you save your you money? You live in Florida. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I don't go there. But I'm trying to get him every time he, he just, it's, it's something, he'll see something. Boom, I got money. I want to do it. You know, and, and I'm trying to get him to, let's let's save it because you're asking sometimes for something bigger. We don't buy everything they ask for. If it's over a certain amount, if it's over 25, 30 bucks, you know, it's not given. They're going to have to either put some of their own money into it or else they're going to start working for it. That's what I had to do. So I try to... You know, I, I do want to reward. They have their base set of what they're supposed to do every day, but when they do some extra things, that, that, that you know helps us. Um, you know, helps us give them some allowance for doing that. Now, my daughter and son-in-law that just had the baby, Evelyn, Evelyn, uh, very, very nice. Anyway, they went through the Dave Ramsey University Peace University Financial Peace University. Financial Peace University. Read all the books. They're doing a great job. Uh, their oldest daughter is four, going to be five December, but um, four years old, and they do verbalize everything with her, and they teach her. Um, they live on the Tides golf course, so she goes out and collects balls and resells them to some golfers out there. It's, a, it's the cutest thing you ever saw, but anyway. They, they send the four-year-old out to collect the balls? Dad's in the background oh, okay, watching, okay. watching. But, uh, Put but a they, helmet they on do, her at least? They're doing a great job of, of – uh, of telling her what it's all about, telling her about saving. She's got to save some of that, and and she she pays, she gives some to the church out of it. So so, it's uh, that's the ideal situation. Yeah. I think that's what what every family should do. So yeah, there's no bl- there's no broad brush though. Your kids yeah, right? are different. That's Everybody's what I was getting at. Families that's the funniest part of that. They're, yeah, they're, their they're kids are radically different. different. Yeah, and uh, so one of them is very easy. The other one, I'm I'm, st- I'm in training. What I've actually told them to do, as far as the investing side to go, because I want them to know what I do, but I also want them to start thinking about this stuff. I said, start thinking of products that you use all the time. You know, give me some give me some brands that you use all the time, and I'll tell you if they're a public company and you can invest in their stock. And of course, Amazon, and then Riley with all. You know, and these are actually am, uh, in Nike, Giovanni, like Nike, um, you know, so I'm encouraging them to start thinking about stuff and then I'll help them look. OK, Amazon's probably a pretty it's expensive, but it's still a good deal. That's what in real estate right now. Everybody's oh, it's so expensive. I said, well, so is Amazon stock, but I'd still buy Amazon stock today because it's going to go up. You know, so we're not making any recommendations. No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> and of course, past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This is true. So, you know, just trying to, to teach them, encourage them in, in, in them to save and to understand how money works. And, you know, one of the things that I do not let them do is I do not let them say, if something is $50 and they have $35 at home, Dad, I've got 35 at home. You just need to give me 15 and I'll do chores for it. I'm like, sorry, no. Do you're going to do the first. chores first because yeah. then, yeah. then you're getting into the borrowing. You're getting in, into right. the, you know, you get something before it's paid for. And I think there's a lesson to be learned in well, that. And think about it. Now, Luke probably doesn't remember this, but, you know, Popeye, wimpy. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for yeah, a right. hamburger today. Yeah, right. I Tuesday that. never came, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. I mean, he said it all the time. 
But that, that was all barring, barring. I mean, and that's presuming upon tomorrow, which is Not absolutely guaranteed. against, yeah. it's against biblical principles. Yeah. So how often do you guys, you know, at, at home, because what we're trying to do is just set up the fact, okay, you guys are real people. You have, you guys, well, I think you're real people, but you got real issues. I mean, your marriages aren't perfect. You're, I mean, I'm sure they're very close to perfect, but you've had to work through this stuff, the saving, the budgeting, the, how to spend money together. What do you guys set up time on a monthly basis to, to just talk through things? Or if Dana's got a, it wants to find out something for you, Luke, and really wants to understand what's going on in your financial portfolio, whatever it may be. I mean, how does she get your attention to say, Hey, I want to talk with you. Cause you call your yeah. clients once a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she, she doesn't, honestly, she doesn't because probably because I, I communicate with her enough, you know, cause right now we're doing a lot of home remodeling and there's all these things and stuff that she wants. And, you know, she knows that if I say, Hey, you know, that's probably a little bit more, you know, a little bit too much right now. We've got this huge paver job that I'd like to do. Cause I'm tired of looking at the weeds grow in the backyard. So we are working. So, you know, that, that's how we budget. I mean, we literally in, in everything that I do, it, there's a lot of hills and valleys, you know, so we have during those uh, harvest months, we have to save. Right. And then during these uh, months where you're, you know, you're just going into the, you know, going into the savings, you know, you got to, you got, there's a balance there. So uh, we just, we, I, it's not a, we don't sit down on a specific date, but it's when we get time, you know, I'll bring it up. Hey, you know, just letting you know, things are, things are good. You know, I got this going on or, you know, things are a little bit slow right now. You know, those little, little bits of communication, she gets it. It's like, okay, got it. So, but that, that's something that we've, 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 um, worked on together for 17 years now. Now, Dave, how often does all that biblical training you've gotten from BSF come into play as you're communicating with Pam about your financial situation? Because you've, you've gotten tremendous biblical training through BSF. I mean, what a great organization BSF it is, is. It is, isn't it? Started up this this year again. We're studying Romans this year. Oh, great. And that'll be intense. It will be intense. It's it's, And we have a great group of guys, uh, three campuses now out of the St. Petersburg is the main campus for BSF locally, but we have a, a group up at Harborside Church on McMullen Booth and one in, in Bradenton. But there's also women's groups too, There's right? There's women's groups, which uh, which kind of embarrassing, but they're always much larger than the men's groups. <laughs> That's the way it is. Right. But great organization. So so um, as far as finances go, I would say I would say it's a great place, you know, it, Biblically, we probably haven't touched on a lot of finances through BSF, but at the same time, when you break up into small groups and praying for each other, there's a lot of things that take place in the small groups and one-on-one with other Christian men. So that's it's a great organization, great way to uh, to do that. Okay, but as you and Pam work through issues, and, and now you're helping prepare for you know those grandkids going right, to college, right, all the, right. how often does your biblical knowledge come help you prepare for things like that? Stump Dave Cruz right here and I work. I, I don't want to say the wrong thing, so I, I you know, I, I want to uh, make a, a, a. Do you lean on your scriptural knowledge when you start doing some planning? Well, just like what Luke said, as far as the basics, the basics come from scripture anyway, right? right? The the Bible is God's plan for us, not just the. It's not just not just. I can't. I shouldn't say just. As a, Dave Dave figures out how he wants to answer this question, <laughs> we're talking today about how are these guys preparing for their own financial re- retirement? How what are these guys doing to plan with their own wives to advise themselves as a family, and how does that experience help them? 
So, you know, lots of folks here listening, Luke and Dave, they're looking for honest, hardworking financial professionals that will help them prepare for later on in life. I mean, they're just looking for, how do I know whether this financial advisor or that financial advisor is going to be a good job? Now, over the last four and a half years, we've tried to really give them a great feel for who you guys are as people. How are you two helping equip these people to get prepared for retirement or ministry, whatever that second half may be, how are you to equip to take them to the finish line? Well, first of all, I, I think the, um, you know, for me personally, I just, I try to remember whose I am and not who I am. Um, you know, Colossians 3.23, when it, and I brought that up, I'm teaching that to all the kids that I, that I coach in soccer, um, you know, that it's, it's whatever you do, you work hard as if you're working for the Lord and not for man. And that's the perspective that I lead with. Um, but as far as how do I prepare people, it's, it's like, a, you know, a good analogy is when, when, you know, how often do you go to the doctor? right? The older you get, you start going more often as checkups or annuals or physicals or whatever it is. And you take the advice, right? If the doctor says, hey, your cholesterol is a little hot, Dave cruise. Oh, oh, what are you talking about? Dave, Dave is like know. the $6 million uh, man. He never he goes to a doctor. Here's what I've learned too, Jim. When you start being braggadocious or exalting yourself, that's when Satan will really line up. <laughs> And he's ready to get you. Wow. So anyhow. To him goes the glory. <laughs> so, so anyhow, he said, <laughs> I made you feel bad, didn't I? I'm not exalting myself. Um, no, so exalting when you go to him. a doctor, you go to a doctor for their advice, for their professionalism. You go to get checkups. You take their recommendations because you want to have a long, not only a long life, but you'd like to have it healthy. It's the same thing. We, we, there's a financial checkup. We're, we're like your financial doctor. You know, you have a, a health advisor. You should have a financial advisor. Um, so that, that's the perspective. And with we're, all the practical life experience, I mean, it's like having yeah. a doctorate degree. Yeah. And especially with your expertise in the mortgage industry, the, the real estate industry, the insurance mm -hmm. industry, and the financial industry. I mean, yeah. you've got all that expertise to bring to the table for you guys as a team. Yeah, it's... Um, and it's it's actually looking back. I've always said that I wish I would have gotten into the finance side ten years sooner. But I wouldn't know anything about the the finance. I mean the the real estate, how to how to build that into the a portfolio, and then the mortgage side. And and I, in the past three years, I, I've I've used that several times. You know, whether um after after a sale of a house, how do you do you take that the 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 money that you made from the sale, the proceeds? How do you get that invested? You know, and um, it, it's not how you get it. It's making sure that they do it the right way right. and not take all that cash and just dump it into another property, which is illiquid. It's uh, such a leveraging. fun. It's such a fun career because experience and learning never never ceases. I mean. Um, we're learning every day. Today I went to a, a meeting in Tampa, had lunch at Mar Maggiano's, by the way, a very good oh, lunch. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, there's free plug right more. here and I work for him. <laughs> Off the other end of the scale, it was about, about people investing money that perhaps they maxed out their 401ks and, and they want to put more money away. So we learned about cash balance cash balance investing if you can put away up to 300,000 in a tax deferred account and make it tax deductible and and those type of tools are out there and our experience and learning is what enables us to help our clients well and you're learning new stuff all the time right oh every day every day I mean, that, that's, some of it even from our clients i mean yeah, i mean we, no doubt. You, you keep 
you keep your ears open. Well, it's a and, team. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's definitely it's 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 having a good relationship. I always say that, you know, because if, if if I don't get along with you, how often are you going to want to even talk to me? Right. You know, um, so we I actually we have great relationships with our clients. It's really it's it's beyond the finance, you know. Well, and sometimes, like you said earlier, that you've got as we're talking today with Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. And of course, you can always find them online at Bel Air Wealth Management dot com. Or you and could call Dave in the office. Seven two seven five eight six five six five five or seven two seven five eight six fifty six fifty five or you could call luke on his cell phone which he'll answer 20 hours of the day probably probably six or seven days a week seven two seven seven nine eight four one eight eight or forty one eighty eight there you go yeah, all right and we've got a copy of the book we're giving away today dave ramsey's total money makeover if you're just getting started or maybe you're maybe you're already 10 15 years in your marriage and you're like we have really not gotten a handle on how to handle our finances properly. This is a great book to just bring you back to zero and get you restarted again. Call the studio line 877-943-9673. Or if you're listening to a rebroadcast, just email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iwork, the number four, him.com, and see if I still got it. All right, so here's a question for you. Put you on the spot. Luke. A lot of the audience wants to know the uh, about the incredibly incredible godly women behind these two voices. Luke, what is it yeah. that you love most about Dana? If and, and then answering the question specifically, most is just how supportive she is, and it's almost it's so supportive it's almost blind support because she has that much faith, you know, be, probably because she can trust me, and then I've and after, after so many years. You know, it's just you build this trust and, you know, and it's but she also on the second side of that is she has a sense. And I've, I'm learning that more as I go, that if I would have asked her probably for her advice or her opinion before I did some things, the, the outcome would have been differently. And she's proved that to me. So now I, I, we've got this balance where for me, just how supportive she is. And then now I understand if I go to her, it's it likely that that perspective is very important in the, the outcome. Yeah, God doesn't just give us our spouses for good looks. That's that's a big number. No, but I mean, when oh, you're God. fortunately, <laughs> we, we between the three of us, we have that added in yes, as, it is. as a bonus. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with good looks either, no, right? No. I don't but have to but when you look at how awesome it is that you can bring Dana in a conversation or, or Dave bring Pam or me bring Martha, and they may not know anything about the specific situation, but the, they have a sense and they can hear the voice of the Lord better than we can oftentimes. And you are a fool if you don't, if you make a decision about a financial thing without considering your wife. Yes. Yeah. Anything, you know, we, I think we have a number of like 500. It might be even less than that. If it's one of those months where I said, Hey, no big purchase. She gets it. But you know, we, that is, that's huge. You got to, man. That's one thing that if, if you're not doing that, you're going to be one of the 55 percent or, or you'll struggle along the way very mightily in that area of finance. How does Dana's support like that make you a better advisor for all these other people? Oh, well, I mean, well, hopefully the, the clients I have, it's not a blind faith with a client, but over time, there is a trust factor. Like there is one of my clients that I talk to on a monthly basis. I talked to her today. I was at home at lunch. I saw her calling. I didn't press the decline button or, or you know, I took the call. It's one of my clients. We talked for 20 minutes, you know, just so now it's, it's not even so when we talk at the beginning, it was, you know, how the performance, how are we doing? Should we make changes? Now it's work, you know, how's life, you know, and we're talking about her house up in the, the, the lake house up here, what she should do with this house down here. 
here. She wants to buy a house out on the beach. You know, all these different things, these life things that I'm, I'm there for. So it's different, you know. Awesome. Dave, what about you? Talk about Pam. What is, what is the one thing you love most about Pam? Boy, that's a hard question. Where I to start the question so, 10 days okay, ago, Dave. You've had 10 know, days to figure I know, out. I know, but I'm just it's phrasing it. It's a long it. list. It is a long list. Amen. I mean, she's, Good answer. Oh, she's so she's struggling she's, because it's, well, it, it's pick it one. It is. I mean, she's so intelligent, yeah. and she, she yeah. does have the looks. Not going to apologize for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, and she's a great artist, very talented. But if I had to pick one thing. Yeah, just one. Help just us. One Get thing. to it. <laughs> We're the suspense. We're running out of time, Dave. In view of the uh, grandchildren and the children, she is, she's been just, in my opinion, the perfect mother. Yeah. And she's been such a great mother. Our daughters turned out so great. Our grandkids are turning out the same way. She, she has a hand in, in raising the grandkids. And I just praise the Lord every day that, uh, that she has her hand in, in raising the kids and grandkids. Just, How does that make you a good advisor? Well, for one thing, it takes a lot of worry off my mind because I'm sure there's people out there that, that their time is taken up with worrying about their children and grandchildren, and mm-hmm. I just do not have or that spouse, concern. Yeah. Or spouse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a relief. I can concentrate on what I'd like to do, and that's yeah. that's the business. Yeah. That's that's a good that's a good way to end it, you know. Having understanding that yes, it's uh you know, and it's growing. With you know, married seventeen years, and I think as you know, maybe as I as I get to forty 40, years, forty seven, forty seven yes. years, you know, <laughs> what I say today about how being so supportive will be different probably at year forty seven. So it's pretty neat. We'll have to it's find a, out. What blessing. about you, Jim? It's, it's, what it's do you love blessing. about Martha? Oh, I'm not go. an advisor. There what do you love about Martha? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you'd like to turn the table, but, <laughs> yeah, but I'm job, in charge Luke. of the microphone. There you go. Right. I love everything about Martha. I know you oh, do, brother. <laughs> I'm a lucky She's listening. Out. That's Come right. That's right. Oh, she's Martha, we love you. That's right. We got you. Jim loves you, too, even though he won't. He's blushing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> All right, so. I don't know. We've got 45 seconds left. I guess we'll just say thank you. Hey, yeah, these guys, no, people get a hold you, of you. Yep. Luke, how can people get a hold of you? Well, the best way for to get a hold of me is, is texting me or calling me, 727-798-4188, 727-798-4188. Of course, you can always find these guys online at BelairWealthManagement.com, where you can get all the Dave in the office when he's there. Or when I'm not there. We do have answering system, so leave a message. The phone number? 727-586-5655 or 5655. You, you guys got to check out Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. You, you need to talk with these people. Yep. These guys will solve all of your problems. If you're listening to High Work Freedom with your host, Jim Brangenberg, I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him.